Today, we're going to do a special segment. We're going to talk about internet bullshit. Wow. Internet bullshit is things I read on the internet about wrestling that are total bullshit. And today, we're going to talk about something reported by the Bleacher Report, which is a really good source for internet bullshit, especially about wrestling, because <laughs> they don't fuck all. Okay, so they created their list of the top 10 best announcers ever. And I'm going to ask you for your feedback on each guy as we go through the list. Going to go from number 10 to number one. Please remember, I'm giving you the 10 best according to the Bleacher Report. Number 10. Jim, you'll be first. Eric Bischoff. What? <laughs> yes, Eric Bischoff. The 10, ten, ten best? 10th best announcer ever. According At all to, time? Yeah, ever. 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 Fuck me. <laughs> Okay, so, Jim, disagree. Strong disagreement, right? Yeah. Okay. What do you think about him in the commentary booth? He was just in lackey mode. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't any good. Like, he didn't, he didn't bring anything special to his commentary. He was just generic. Agreed. Mike, thoughts on Bischoff as a commentator? Well, exactly what I was going to say. Like, I don't think he was overly bad. I think he was overly generic. He, he reminded me, I don't know if you guys ever saw, what was that? Roger Lodge. Was it uh, Eliminate? Yeah, yep. he reminded me of the host of that. The guy had the leather jacket <laughs> and he had the black hair like him. He was super generic. I just thought he was cheap. But okay, yeah, he wasn't the worst, but he definitely a top ten. I, I not top ten. Agreed. That's fucking insane. Insane. Number nine, Paul Heyman. Jim. Paul Heyman's good, but he's not. He's not an announcer. Like he's not known. He's not primarily known for his announcement work. So no. Agreed. No, Jim. Uh, Mike. Sorry. What do you think about yes, Heyman? Yes, certainly way better than Bischoff, but but yeah, I don't, I never ever think of him as an announcer. Yeah, okay, I I think Heyman is good for one match on a show. That's it. Number eight, Jerry the King Lawler. Mike. Oh man, I'd have to sit down and think. I don't know about the top ten. I don't think. I, I mean, I, I probably didn't mind him at the time. All of his stupid shit with his puppies and all his bullshit. But I don't know if he's one of the ten best announcers of all time. I, I thought he was a great wrestler. Jim. No. What's next? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, Vince McMahon. Oh, Jim, yeah. I know you're not you're not happy about that, right? No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mike. What are your thoughts on McMahon in the commentary booth? Uh, I, I I don't know. I I enjoyed him back in the time because he was always arguing with like somebody I like. So like you know maybe as we watch more shit I could see see through the veneer of his uh, maybe he was bad yeah I, I don't I don't remember that much I don't remember not liking him though I think I always enjoyed him because I really enjoyed who he was with but if you think about all the 19 matches we've covered thus far every time he's commented on a match we've all said he's been shit so far yeah that's true yeah he, he yeah. hasn't he hasn't done anything that I've liked yet <laughs> has he been with uh, Jesse or, or not yet not yet not yet coming soon coming soon that brings us to number six Jesse Ventura. Jim? Yeah, I like I like Jesse. I don't think he's six, but I, I think he could potentially make the list. Sure. Sure. Top ten. I agree. Mike? Yeah, I loved Jesse. Jesse was I, I always enjoyed him. For me, yeah. yeah, even if it's stunk now, I would get a kick out of it in a nostalgia sense or just just him. I just think he's cool, man. I, I I definitely like Jesse. I'd put him on my list. Agreed. Okay, so so far, let's review the top ten. We have number ten, Eric Bischoff, number nine, Paul Heyman, number eight, Jerry Lawler. Number seven, Vince McMahon. And number six, Jesse Ventura. So now we're in the top five. According to the Bleacher Report. Number five, Gorilla Monsoon. Jim? Gorilla's really good with Heenan. I, I mean, yeah, he. 
The problem with Gorilla is he can't carry it on his own. Like when you're talking about individual announcers, you're talking about people that no matter who they're with, they're awesome or right. they're awesome on their own. And Gorilla's decent on his own. Like, yeah, he's a top 10 guy, but yeah, five's, five's too high for me. Yeah. Mike? I agree totally. Five's too high, but he's, I think he's top 10 too. Just, I don't know. I just really, maybe it's nostalgia. I really like Gorilla. So I really like Gorilla too. And I think all of the guys in the top five here, we're all going to like all of them, but I agree he's in the top 10 somewhere, but I don't think five. And number four, as Jim mentioned, one of his partners, Heenan. Heenan is number four. Mike? Dude's a goat. Nothing bad to say, but I fucking love Bob. No, no way. He he makes me smile. He makes me laugh. I, I can, I can listen to that guy all day. Jim, agreed? Yeah, he's incredible. He's incredible no matter who you put him with. Even if you put him on starter bullshit matches on WCW, he's great. He's just great everywhere. Okay, number three, Joey Styles. Jim? Yeah, I love Joey. I think he's one of the only ones that can do it by himself. Like, if this list is just about individual announcers, he might be one or or two. Right, right. If you think about, like, a one-man person doing it, right? Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. Uh, Mike, what do you think about Styles? At the time, he was probably my favorite. You know, like in, in the moment at, at the time in ECW, I thought he was great. So, yeah, yeah I was he like, fit that well. That right. Cool. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. Okay, then number two, Gordon Soley. Jeez. Who's hard to argue. Yeah. yeah hard hard to, to argue. Oh, Jim. Jim Ross is number one. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Well, Jim Ross great. is number one, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So let's go through it. So number one, Jim Ross. Number two, Gordon Soley. Number three, Joey Styles. Number four, Bobby Heenan. Number five, Gorilla Monsoon. And then from there, it becomes a little bit messy. Jesse Ventura, Vince McMahon, Jerry Lawler, Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff. It's the most ridiculous list I've ever seen. (laughs) I would say of the 10 here, I have four at most in my top 10. Four at most. I've got like four are pretty solid. I'd have Jesse. Not four solid. Yeah. I'd I'd have Gorilla, but maybe lower. And I'd have Jesse on there. And he wasn't in the top four. Other than that, I don't know about those guys. I'd have Lance Russell on there. He was outstanding. Right, uh, Lance Russell's an Ex- obvious Cal- miss. Yeah, Excalibur has to be on there. Exactly, right. was going to say it too. Ian Riccoboni's really good in Ring of Honor. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mm. there are there are some good guys out there. And I for a while, what's his name? Uh, now I liked Mauro Ranallo for a while. I know not everybody liked him. He wasn't for everybody, but but I liked him. I he he he, he kind of went nuts like Joey too. For me, the guy who's yeah. missing off this list is Mike Tenay. I love oh, yeah. Mike oh, Tenay's yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, very very good, very good. A very very technically correct. And he had a, the right amount of personality. He didn't need to have somebody with him. But if he had somebody with him, he could work with that. So I thought Tanae should be on this list too. But he's like, I think, an insider's kind of pick. Like, he's not like the, the Bleacher Report he level pick. He should have been on there. How the hell, though, does, yeah. like, how the hell does Bischoff make it on there above Tony Shavani? Yeah, even right. Shivani's Absolutely. not on this list. Right. <laughs> it's a ter- so if anybody goes to the Bleacher Report for a source for wrestling information, Please be weary of what you read. They know fuck all. They know you fuck all. You should be ashamed of yourself. No, you should be ashamed of yourself if you're going to that site for wrestling stuff. Go somewhere else. Right. I-, I was expecting to hear Michael Cole's name on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Jonathan Coachman isn't number one. Yeah. <laughs> what? 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 We're going to do our last segment this week. It's internet bullshit. As you know, we've talked about in the past, the Bleacher Report is a source for the worst internet bullshit ever, especially with regards to wrestling. This time, they're at it with their top 10 tag teams of all time. 
Okay, this oh, I'm, is. I'm all over this. <laughs> this is not only domestic. This is like international. They have Japanese. They have a list of 50, and this is a top 10 from around the world. Okay, so I'm going to give you each team just a very quick comment, and then we'll move on. Number 10, meet the Midnight Express. Give it my top time. Okay, Back Mike. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, aside from the fact that modern tag team wrestling is so much better than when it was back then, right. they were always in my old top five. Like, I see, not in my top five anymore, but they're definitely in that top ten. They're running in that top top ten spot because they were great. Yeah, I think that that's a, a reasonable pick. Okay, number nine, Dory and Terry Funk. Fucking love them, Mike. Absolutely, both of them are wrestling gods, and there's no universe where I would put them in my top five tag teams of all time. <laughs> right right they're singles like okay i agree yeah yeah i agree they're a good tag team wrestlers sure but they're not the best ted tag teams of all time they may longevity you need uh tons right. of titles you need you need, uh, you need uh accolades and they've right. got a lot of them but not enough to keep up there with top 10 of all time agreed agreed okay number eight we'll go with you next mike matt and jeff hardy i don't like them but they're absolutely and i would have a hard time taking them out of the top five and I don't even like them. Meet, what about you? Matt and Jeff Hardy. Yeah, good legend. It'll be interesting to see what they have left in the tank. Okay, number yeah, seven. It's like a constant evolution of like the rock and roll teams. Like I think, yeah. you know, whereas like you, you, there were some earlier ones, but I think it was like the Rock and Roll Express, you know, they made so many spinoff teams of, of like of the yeah. Rock and Roll Express. And I think eventually, like, I don't think the Rockers were an elevation of the Rock and Roll Express by any means, but I think the Hardys were. And then I think like, which gave us the Young Bucks, who are a better version of the Hardys. Correct. Okay, number seven, Demolition. Me? Fuck no. Fuck <laughs> Mike's already no. on there. No. Fuck no. No fucking way. <laughs> okay. Uh, number six, which I, I agree with, but I don't think they're number six. I think, in fact, I might even put them higher. The Steiners. Me? I say top five. Mike? They're an old school top five team for me. For me, they probably still stick around in the top ten, like the Midnight's. Agreed. Yeah, I think I think it's a reasonable pick. But here we go. Absolutely. Here's where it gets ridiculous. <laughs> Number five, meet D Generation X. <laughs> no, I'll pass. No, maybe top fifteen. <laughs> Mike, no way. That's crazy. They weren't the best tag team in the unit. Like the, the tag team that grew up, New Age Outlaws. So right. how the hell? How the well, hell did they? The, why did they put the sack, rock and sack? Why did they put the rock and sack connection on? Dude, well, you yeah. stole that from me. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say rock and sack got to be number one. <laughs> okay, number four, uh, a reasonable pick. Number four, the Dudleys. Mike, absolutely. They're in my top ten, and they're they're possibly also in my top five. It's the same, the same top five for me. They've had longevity. They've been across like a lot of different promotions. They've always done well. Their mic work was great. They were even with twenty, some, even right, with 20 sometime world champions. Right, yeah. right. Number three, the Rock and Roll Express. Meet. I did top ten, top top ten. They're up there with the Rock and Roll. They're, they're up there. Mike. I agree too. I think a lot of people want to put them. Some people put them as the best tag team of all time, and I, I just don't buy it. It was all arm drags and drop kicks for me. And uh, Ricky Morton was one of the best sellers ever. So like you can't, and he was hugely over. So so that was kind of neat. You know, the hot tag with them, they did it better than anybody. But top ten for sure. Top top five, not not so much now with all these guys that are out. Now. Okay, T next, Mike, ready? 
Number two, Edge and Christian. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, no, no I, I, I like those two guys way more than the Hardys, and there's no way yeah. that they belong ahead of the Hardys on the list or yeah. even in the top ten list. There's too many good teams. Yeah, agreed. Meet, what do you think about Edge and Christian? Number two, best tag team of all time. Whoever fucking wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Beecher Report. The fucking bullshit. Internet oh, bullshit for the Beecher Report. This is probably worse than WWE's list of their top yeah. 10 tag teams of all time. <laughs> and their list sucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at least there was, like, merit. Like, as much as, like, the Usos and the New Day don't belong on a, any top 10 list, because they're not as good as any of these teams. I could name a ton of right. teams. But, yeah. but they totally dominated that company for... And, and that's yeah. because Vince doesn't care about tag team wrestling. And those are the two tag teams he picked to be on top for 10 years. But, yeah. but those guys, I, I can at least see WWF putting them on their list. But how the hell is Edge and Christian number two on the top tag teams of all time? Right. No uh, fucking way. Unbelievable. That's okay. insane. And, and I love those guys. I, I was a huge fan of them. I, I, I didn't like the Hardys. I liked Edge and Christian. Before the big reveal, if it's not the fucking Road Warriors, who is it? Then? <laughs> okay, so so you're <laughs> right. It yeah, it's the Road Warriors. You're right. It's the Road Warriors, right? But right. but if we go through the list and you think about this, the Midnight Express, Dorian Terry Funk, Matt and Jeff Hardy, Demolition, the Steiners, Degeneration X, the Dudleys, the Rock and Roll Express, Edge and Christian, the Road Warriors, so many fucking excellent teams totally ignored here. Like it's hard to believe like how they made. The Such fucking a, Heart Foundation, the <laughs> fucking Bulldogs, fucking, fucking British Bulldogs. I don't Bulldogs, put those guys yeah. on my list either, though, because the Heart Foundation weren't around long enough. So, yeah, but I didn't have enough. Like to me, it's like cool to go back and look at how how good those teams like were as we remember them as a kid. You know, twenty years ago, I, I definitely get the Road Warriors, or I could even make an argument for Tully and Iron. But you know, Tully, Tully and Iron, always like probably my old go-to team. You know, a lot of people said the Road Warriors, and I. Now, I don't know that there's enough longevity. I think they can make the top 10, but I, I don't. They weren't together long enough, but they were great. But if right. you look at like the, the length and the accomplishments, they right. pale in comparison to the greatest tag team of all time, which didn't even make the list. The biggest admission is the, is the Young Bucks. Right. They're the best yeah. tag team that ever lived. They're the best tag team in, in any known universe that's ever lived and in, in, inhabited a wrestling ring. Brisk, uh, I right. think the, maybe the, I think the Briscoes can go with them, though. I think the Briscoes are just as good as the Young Bucks. The Briscoes are on Briscoes my all-time also, top ten too. Those guys are also not on this list, right? So yeah, <laughs> right? Like, they're, they're, they're all-time top ten for me. You know what? Yeah. I like that. I there's something about the fucking Briscoes, man. I don't know. It's probably like the way you feel about the Young Bucks. I like the Briscoes right. more than the Young Bucks, but I, think I do the Young too. Bucks are the best tag team ever. And, and you know what? So many guys of our generation, they don't look at like those teams, but they'll look at teams that were good in other. Okay. WWE was the number one thing, but like Ring of Honor was the number two thing, right? In the right, US right. for a long time. And the Ring of Honor tag team division far exceeded anything WWE's done. So, like, in that retrospect, they don't take, you know, they, they think that because there was the NWA and there was the world class and there was AW, they, they look at all those teams in an equal light, but they don't do that with like teams that weren't in the WWE, like the Briscoes. You know, there's a ton of other great teams, but, but Briscoes and the Bucks are the, the main two standouts. And, and those guys, would be like the equivalent of the NWA World Tag Team Champions or the equivalent of the AWA World Tag Team Champions. But people don't look at it that way. They just right. think about who's in the WWE. So, like, you'll see, like, a lot of lists that'll have teams like the Hart Foundation who were cool, man, but, like, they don't belong in the same category because what, what they did compared to what the, what the Young Bucks or the Briscoes did 
or like a lot of other teams that, that don't get that kind of recognition because they're not in the AWA because the AWA didn't fucking exist. The NWA doesn't exist, but right. Ring of Honor did. And Ring of Honor consistently put on better world title matches, consistently put on better tag team matches, but it's not the WWE. So people look past those great teams. There's lots of teams missing from this list, lots and lots of teams. And I think out of the 10 here that we've talked about, there's probably like three teams deserving of true top 10 status here, right? You've got uh, like them or hate them. Uh, the Steiners, I think, are Steiners ages. are very good. They did, it yeah. all, they did it a lot of places, yeah. Yeah, they worked all over the place. So Dudley's agreed. I think that's a no-brainer. These two are like absolute no-brainers. And then maybe on the outskirts of the top 10, you have the Rock and Roll Express because of like their legendary status. But the Road Warriors didn't fucking work. They were just over. They didn't work. Their matches that's were everybody's shit. number one team. And there's yeah. just... They went in there and they butchered guys. Awful. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's <laughs> why I, I don't know if I I barely put them. Ah, it's, it's hard to take them out of the top five, but but like yeah. it's 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 easy to take them out of the top five too. What? 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 Let's get into oh, a segment that I'm loving because it makes Mike so fucking angry every week. We're going to talk about internet bullshit. <laughs> oh, this is fucking next level crazy. Bleacher Report released the list of the 100 greatest wrestlers to ever step foot in a WWE, WWF, or CWC ring. So that means anybody who's ever worked for the McMahon family. Okay, so this is the top 100 wrestlers of anybody who's ever worked for the McMahon family going to go through the list and i'm going to get your comments number 10 bob backland me eh, i i don't think he's had i don't think he's top 10 maybe top 50 10 is no place for him i thought he was a geek when i was a kid so i didn't really appreciate him that much he, he was a really good wrestler uh, excellent and, but i really liked him as a heel i thought he was awesome that chicken wing was amazing back. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to say top 10. I don't know. Maybe he had the belt for, what, eight, nine years, didn't he? Something yeah, agreed. Crazy. He had a crazy long run. And so I agree with you. Like, there's some dispute or doubt here. Maybe he's there. Maybe he's not there, right? Like, it, it's not beyond a reasonable thing to put him in the top 10. Maybe, maybe he's around there somewhere. But I expected to see, like, from the old, I expected to see him and Bruno in the top 10. So, okay. So number nine, Randy Savage. Absolutely. Right? Agreed. Meet. Absolutely. Okay, number eight, Hulk Hogan. Of course, but he's an asshole. <laughs> Me? Well, <laughs> a master of no talent. <laughs> but how okay. could he not be in the WWE all-time top yeah. time? Yeah, right. right. That's, that's, he made it. To be honest with like, you, I think he might be a little bit low here. Like, Bleacher Report put him at eight. Uh, I was surprised he was that yeah. low. Yeah, right. Okay. Number seven, Mike's already mentioned this. Bruno San Martino, another no-brainer. I think so far we're all in agreement, right, Meet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, as you know, with the Bleacher Report, that what gets crazy is the uh, top five, usually. <laughs> we had, like, some ridiculous answers with tag teams and announcers. We had Bischoff in the top ten. Okay, here we I'm go. Expecting Edge to be next. Number no, six, Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah, he has to be, right? Yeah, he's yeah. there. Number five, Triple H. No five! Ahead of Hogan, that's funny, ahead of Austin. Right. No, no, absolutely not. No fucking way. <laughs> no way, agreed. No totally way. ridiculous, totally ridiculous. Yeah, no way. I'm, okay. I'm good, I agree. I concur. Okay, number four, The Undertaker. Mike? Yeah, 
for them, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's it's hard to find a list of great matches he's had outside of that match with Michaels in the cage. But yeah, it's hard to to, to not put him on the greatest list for WWE. Right. right. He's got long. He's got long pedigree of great, like of a run. His run is good, right? Whether yeah. he's he's great or not, he's got a good run. Okay. Uh, meet your agreed Undertaker. Yes. Okay. Okay. Top three. Here we go. Number three, Bret Hart. Mike. Mm, I don't know. I don't think. Because the tag team run wasn't that long, and I don't think he was at the top long enough. Better than most of the guys on the list, obviously. He's probably better than, you know, a, a huge percent of the guys on the list. But I, I don't know. It's, that's tough. He's a t- he's right around the he's, – he's in the range. I mean, he's, he's definitely better than most of the guys. I just don't know that, that he was at the top position long enough. I have a hard time putting him ahead of San Martino. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or even Backlund for me because even Backlund had the belt for eight years. And, you know, Hart had the belt for a year or two, right? Right, right. right. Agreed. Agreed. Meet, what do you think? I think out of all the top, aside from San Martino, I think he is, Bret Hart is the best best wrestler out of all of them. But mm-hmm. by the time he actually got, he was past it. Like, it passed him by. Like, he was that chariot holder for, you know, that year and a half. And then people got sick of him. So I think Vince I, didn't I, want a little guy either with the belt. That's yeah, right. That's right, yeah. He was, he was just supposed to be the placeholder until they groomed the next big thing. But then they didn't really do much then because Michaels wasn't that much bigger either. And it went from Hart to Michaels, you know? Okay, so I'm number expecting two. it to be like Michaels and then The Rock. and Holy out. fuck, Mike. You fucking ruined it. Number two, Shawn Michaels. Number one, The Rock. <laughs> 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 no man of Ric Flair anywhere. I guess he wasn't there long enough either. So, he yeah. was only there a year. Yeah. Maybe, but this is a list of the greatest wrestlers to ever step in. They put well, yeah, Jericho at 15. Yeah, right. Jericho should Jericho's uh, right. should be in high consideration too. He's right. He's There's a lot the best. of fucking guys. Well, yeah. honestly, Jericho belongs in that list above Bret Hart. Jericho, if you want to talk about the greatest Canadian wrestler, is number mm. one. And can you can you two because right. in Hart's maybe three. No, but like think about it, right? Like they put The Rock ahead of fucking Backland, San Martino, even. Austin, Bret Hart, like the fucking Rock. Yeah, Savage. The Rock's okay, but he's not the number one WWE wrestler ever. Come on. The problem was I couldn't think of who the number one was ever. I couldn't think of who who number one was going to be until he started getting down to the end. And I really had no idea who the hell they were going to put. John Cena's not on that list. John Cena's not even here. Right. That's probably (laughs) not good. You know, I don't like John Cena, but John Cena should be on that list. Yeah. Uh, so like this, and that's coming for me, but I, you know, he's got what 75 world championships or something. Right. I, to be honest with you, I would, at this point, I would even say Lesnar deserves to be higher on the list than the rock. I was going to say that Lesnar should be on over somebody. I can't remember who it was. Somebody didn't fit. Yeah. Oh, Bret Hart. Lesnar Bret Hart. should be on over Hart. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, Lesnar deserves consideration as well. Right. So this fucking list is as usual. The bleacher report shows they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. The blunder, it's the blunder report. Well, it's, it's, pro- it's not named right. Awful. They should say like the you know the best wrestlers because you know then you got to think of like Kurt Hennings and some of these other guys. You know the right. guys that they've had on there that were like better, maybe like the biggest wrestlers or like those are but, the ten guys. Like I would, those are close to the ten guys I would put as the faces of the company. But you know what? I would if you're making that list, I would think that number one or two would have to be Austin or Hogan. Not The Rock, right? Because The Rock's success, although he was successful in wrestling, his peak success came way after wrestling, not in wrestling, right? I mean, The Rock was okay when he was there as a wrestler, but the other two right. weren't great wrestlers, like Hogan's uh, stuff. And, and, right, and sure, Austin but, was a good wrestler before WWF. 
But I think in terms of draw, like if we're saying who's the biggest oh, yeah. draw, yeah, draw-wise, draw wise, I would say Austin and Hogan outdrew The Rock for sure. And even maybe San Martino and Backlund. I don't know much about the the crowds in the seventies. Like I, they weren't having like shows every day, but like they are all their shows. Like San Martino had a, a string of like ten years of sellouts of the Madison Square Garden, right? Like yeah, you know, the, so don't forget how, and don't forget the outdoor shows too that they that they right. combined too. Right. You know, with right. Shea, Shea Stadium, Stadium right? right. Right, right. That's right, the right. first one that comes to mind. Or yeah, to me, this r- list is as Mike said. Like, it's not well defined. What are they judging? How can they say these are the best hundred? There was a list of a hundred. These are the top ten of those hundred. And so, having The Rock as a best wrestler, WWE wrestler of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. What? 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 <laughs> we have some internet bullshit that is <laughs> next level internet bullshit. Last week, Mike brought up a really, really interesting point. Like, what is the criteria? So I, I went and everything on the internet bullshit so far has been through Bleacher Report. Again, we're back with the Bleacher Report. This is one of the things on the Bleacher Report is their greatest matches ever. Okay. And so the criteria for their greatest matches ever. Number one is, did this match change the landscape of wrestling? Number two, was this match well received by fans in attendance? Number three, did this match keep people on the edge of their seat? And number four, most importantly, was this match relatively flawless without many bad spots? Okay, so keep that in mind. I listen to the matches, I'm going to tell you. It okay. sounds like the match we watched this week, but right. I bet it's not going to be. Oh my God. Well, that match is... Okay, so let's start. I'm going to read the match, and then I'm going to ask for your comments. The 10th greatest match in wrestling history, based on the criteria I've just mentioned, Heat Wave 96, the franchise, versus Pitbull number 2, versus Chris Jericho, versus 2 Cold Scorpio. Mike? That's a top 10 match of all time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I don't remember it. I, I don't You're know how much right. impact. I guess it didn't have as much impact on me as it did, as it did the reporter who wrote the uh, article. This is fucking ridiculous. Meet, do you remember that match? I do, but I don't remember it being top 10 worthy of anything. I, I, just, thought, I just thought it was a space filler. It was fucking, it was nothing. And it was far from fucking flawless. These guys couldn't work a flawless match if you paid them the Pitbull number two franchise and too cold. Come on. No. No way. Okay. Number nine. Not a bad match. We mentioned it today. Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, WrestleMania 10. Okay. Not bad, but they didn't change the wrestling landscape. We didn't meet any of those criteria. Uh, We've already talked about this. Number eight. We watched this match at Hollywood's house, Mike. And you probably don't even remember it because I barely remembered it. Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn from Living Dangerously Pay-Per-View. Wow, this guy was a big ECW fan. I don't know, Jerry Lynn was really good. He was good, but he didn't have any matches that set the world on fire. I think he was just bland, you know? Yeah. Like, he had no personality, so he didn't stuck out. As there, were guys, there were some guys out there that kind of did his shit, but they were... You know, we probably thought more of Van Dam, but Jerry Lynn was much better than Rob Van Dam. He's pretty perfect in the ring. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Okay, uh, Meet, any thoughts of that match? Do you remember Jerry Lynn and Rob Van Dam? I do remember it. And it, like, I, it, from that match, Jerry Lynn's the one who stood out. It wasn't like Rob Van Dam said anything. I thought, I thought Jerry Lynn looked like he had the better spots in that match. 
Who the yeah, fuck top- did that? Who the fuck did this tap? <laughs> so Bleacher was like, one okay. of those guys like the Lance Storm. He was so good, but like he just didn't right. have any kind of charisma. Right. Agreed. But everything he did was perfect. Yeah, right. There was nothing wrong. It's just that there was nothing to him. You had no interest, right? Okay, number seven. Finally, I think a good match. Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat from the Music City Showdown 1989 pay-per-view. Very good match. I don't know how much you remember of this match, Mike. They had a number of good matches between 89 and 90. What did you think of their matches at that time? Oh, my God. They were great. That was like, that was a great year. Like, they had Flair and uh, Funk. It was probably right, the same year. Right, same year. Wow. Great, great year. Great series with him and Steamboat, of course. That's a good match. Yeah. Did Steamboat win that one with the double, with the, with the double chicken <sighs> wing lift or whatever the hell it was? Um, they went back and forth, right? They had a couple of matches where yeah, they yeah. traded. Like, yeah, so I'm not sure which one this is, but this is one of those matches. You're right. I mean, do you remember that match? If I'm not mistaken, I think there was a one. They're still doing those one-hour matches. That's correct. Almost, That's correct. That's there was correct. Almost yeah. a, there was almost a 60-minute Broadway. I think it just, just ended right under. But them two are phenomenal. They, the, the chemistry them two had all the way back and then culminating now again. Like, they did that feud several times but like in 89 i think that's when they were both on top of their game though like you weren't getting much better with rick Rick flair than right there mint rick flair yeah that's the match mike that uh rick flair wins and recovers the title from steamboat this is i agree acceptable top 10 match from this list so far this is the only one i think the rest of the matches are not acceptable as a top 10 match here no no way no way okay then number six wrestlemania 17 edge and christian Versus the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys. Meet thoughts? Is this in the middle of that heat of the heat that they they were all doing? Is this the angle with all three of them? Going yeah, at it? right, it, right. That's it. I that's think it. This, I, I think that match was the best one that they all three the teams had together. I think I that's. I, I think that was probably the best best match that they did. These guys are just like a spot fest, right? Like yeah. it's not. There's no psychology. Spots, yeah. Right. It's not. It's just everything to keep to keep the crowd entertained for the rest of their character. Like that was a filler, I think. But how many times are you going to do that match though with those three guys? Like that—that's all. That was your tag team division right there at that point. The whole division, right? Mike, what did you think of these you know matches? What the nice, you know what the nice thing about having three teams in your tag team division? It wasn't. It was that you didn't just have two. <laughs> right, which they did forever. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, now it's a uh, new day in the Usos for the last ten years or so, and, and yeah, I, I'm sure it was good. Everything those guys did was good at the time. All, th- right. all three of those teams are, you know, they're all pretty good. Everybody. Right. Okay. Yeah. Number five. Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon from WrestleMania 10, the ladder match. So today, this match hasn't dated well because there's lots of way better ladder matches today. And actually, there are some really good ladder matches before this, but they were from Stampede Wrestling or other places where we didn't have exposure. This is the first like mainstream great ladder match or a very, very good ladder match. Mike, what do you think about this match? This one of those matches I thought that might be on here. It may be the significance with like uh, making the ladder match such a big thing. As right. far as that, I mean, at the time, it was great. It was crazy. We didn't see anything like it. And both those guys were, you know, were at their peak at that time. Right. I agree. For the time, it was good. Very good. Me, did you like this match? I did because it made it because it showed you that Scott Hall was about the business. Like he could have easily said, "Well, fuck you, I want it this time." Mm-hmm. Sean had a lot of missed spots, so you can yeah, tell it was messy a little bit. Yeah, it was a little messy, and Hall, you know, for as much of they say he was, you know, they were all on drugs and stuff like that. He held it together for that one because he because you could totally tell mm-hmm. a couple spots that Sean just fucking missed. Okay, so number four on this list, it would not even make my top thousand matches, even though it's significant. But I just, it was awful, I thought. Number four, WrestleMania three, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. What? <laughs> Mike, thoughts? 
Well, if you're going by significance, that's the first match I thought of. If you're going by match quality and <sighs> both flawlessness, right. Hogan was a bad worker. Andre was, you know, could barely get to the practically ring. Practically dead at that yeah, point right. in the ring. Yeah. You know, so so yeah, for significance, certainly. And for any other thing, no. No, not at all. Agreed. Meet thoughts on that match? And I'm thinking now, too, this is the point I, I just thought of, though, too. Andre was right around our age doing that match at that time. <laughs> he, was about 40, he was about 45, I think, 44, you know. And what are you going to do with a seven-foot guy that can't move? Like, they say he passed the torch, man. Hogan was going to take it anyway if he passed it or not. They're just gonna, they're, they would have found, found a way to do it. Yeah, agreed. Number three, at the time, I remember not liking this match that much. Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, the Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12. They had way better matches than that, so I don't think that was Agreed. a top ten. I don't think that was a top ten match. I agree. I don't even think this was their best match. I no, think it wasn't. their Survivor Series match was more influential and better than this because of that's, hype in the crowd was. Came to my mind that yeah. that match right there, the Survivor Series one, would have been. Why would you say that one? Of yeah. all of them, this guy sucks. Whoever made this fucking list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike agreed. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. probably good, but I, I, I don't know. With the way they make these lists, you could pretty much throw anything on there. But right. I thought Steamboat Savage would have been on here. Ah, uh, you're right. Okay, so you always spoil this for me. Steamboat Savage is number one. <laughs> okay, so, there we go. Uh, right. This is number one. But the number two match is Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog from SummerSlam 92. In Wembley? Was that what, in Wembley, was that right. In England? Yeah, yes, yeah. 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 That was nice. Yeah, it was a good match. Good match, right? So... But, you know, like when you look at this list in its entirety, there's like maybe three matches on this top 10 list that might make my top 100 matches. I may And maybe, yeah. maybe Flair Steamboat makes it into my top 10 on the boundary. Maybe. But yeah, the, these, they need to get someone that has a, a bit more diverse of a, a background yeah. in professional wrestling. He's like, about, oh, you know, he, he grew yeah. up and he watched wwe and then he found ecw one night and he checked that out on occasion and then this is the list he came up with the franchise versus pitbull number two versus jericho versus uh, two cold scorpio come on that's not even the best ecw match on that show probably <laughs> i'm so glad masawa kobashi right guys made the list because i because yeah. you know they certainly wouldn't be on my top 10 list right fucking ridiculous so anybody out there listening Please do not use the Bleacher Report as a credible source for wrestling information. They fucking have no clue what's going on. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Six Man Podcast. You can tag in with a DM. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to write to us at sixmanpodcast at gmail.com. For now, it's time to tag out. <laughs>